Shelby gazed up at the main house, and from her present vantage point, it seemed like a giant with its back turned. A dark thundercloud was building steadily over the house like it was a made-to-order backdrop. A sudden niggle of nervousness went through her, and her hand touched the pins in her hair, smoothing errant strands. "'If you'd like, we can stop in the back entrance at one of the restrooms,' he said. She wondered how many times Tasha checked her outfit before their big entrances. "'No, I'm fine, just a bit nervous.' She started up the path that led around to the front of Collier House. Aunt Janetta would love his manners, she thought, so thoughtful to offer a chance to check her makeup and hair. But there wouldn't be much she could do other than call Rebecca to the rescue. The row of large maple trees they had glimpsed from the driveway formed a natural break between the outbuildings and the main house. They walked beneath them in silence. I entered on the deep and woody way, he said softly. Dante's Inferno? I think the famous Abandon All Hope Ye Who Enter Here might be more appropriate, she said dryly. A fat drop of rain landed on her bare shoulder. Well, that's not very positive thinking, is it? Ransom chuckled, thrusting his hand deep in his pockets. For just a moment, she could see him walking up this hill many years before as a small boy. Maybe not, but it's realistic, and I'm nothing if not a realist. She wondered if her hair was going to survive until they reached the house. You don't strike me as a realist at all. The way you speak out when you think there's been an injustice, those are the actions of an idealist. He stopped for a moment and gazed up into the branches of a towering tree. Now, who was he with? Beatrice? So, I'll be Dante and you be Beatrice. The rain came more quickly, pattering loudly on the canopy of leaves above. Not to be contentious, but he was with his learned guide, Virgil. Shelby suppressed a snort as an image of herself with a long white beard popped into her head. The staccato sound of the rainfall grew louder. The smell of wet rock and the thick Kentucky grass filled the air. Somewhere over the hill was a pond or a creek, and she could hear bullfrogs singing to their mates. Not that I don't consider you highly educated— but you bear a greater resemblance to the angelic Beatrice at this moment. He didn't seem to notice the heavy drops landing on his shoulders and hair as he smiled down at her. Poor Beatrice was impervious to the rain, but I am not, so we'd better... She looked up then toward the house and marveled anew. Spotlights, placed at the base of each pillar had been lit when dusk deepened, and in a matter of minutes the house had changed from a forbidding monstrosity to an illuminated palace. The front door stood open, an immaculately dressed butler stood ready to receive them. Turning back, she was about to comment on the difference between night and day, between reality and fairy tales, when she saw his expression. His eyes seemed almost black in the darkening light, and the lines around his mouth deepened. 
A feeling of intense anticipation pulsed through her as their eyes met. It didn't matter what he'd written about her. She didn't care if he got every fact about her hometown wrong. All the departmental drama in the world couldn't come between them. Nothing mattered except the two of them. It seemed so perfect, so right, to be standing here with him under the trees. But it wasn't right. Tasha should be standing here, watching him lower his head, eyes locked on hers. Shelby took an instinctive step back, feeling like she had stepped out of the warm sun into a frigid shadow 